I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Standing up and speaking out, here's Hal Sparks. Well, it's a, a wonderful Saturday. The president, of course, didn't have any um, public events yesterday. He flew straight to Bedminster, where uh, his one of his family-owned uh, Russian-credited golf courses exists. You know, one of those places that would be completely in in the red and getting ready to be sold off at auction like some Atlantic City casino with his name on it. But I, I think they're going to implode sometime next year. Do you hear that, Johnny? No. Johnny Million is with us, everybody. It's the House Park hey. Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. I'm glad you could join us. Thanks so much. And hi to everybody in the chat room and everybody who's gathered on the internets around the world um, listening to our little show and everybody who's listening in their car at home, have a cup of tea. Uh, thanks for joining us this fine Saturday morning. The the sort of grown up, the semi grown up, I would say, liberal version of uh, Saturday morning cartoons. At this point, this is this is what we this is the break we all need somehow. And I hope to be that for you. And thank you, Lisa Mia Moore, for the super chat. We are um, the the president had no public events yesterday because Thursday night after he um, spoke at a I don't know, some sort of factory or something. I I lose track after a while. He flew immediately to oh, it was the it was the round table with uh, law enforcement and black leaders that did not include any of the uh, leading black law enforcement people in Dallas. Didn't the the chief of police who's black, the um the mayor didn't come because the chief of police and the sheriff are black and they weren't invited. So the the mayor didn't come and in solidarity with them, yeah, you know, kind of a little little sketchy in that regard, a little, little sort of some missing elements, you'd say. Um, so the, the he flew immediately after that Thursday night, Friday. Uh, I think they aired a Fox interview with Harris Faulkner. We went over that on the stream yesterday, and then nothing else. And it was largely because he was golfing. And there's no pool photographs, none of that stuff, because he just spent all day golfing there. And now, today was the day when he wanted to do the West Point address, where he was going to give the commencement address at West Point by hook or by crook, whether they wanted to or not. The students had already been dismissed for the year because of concerns about uh, coronavirus, which we will talk about over the next few hours, is again starting to rise. We have never lowered out of the first wave. The second wave is going to be just, an, you know, now we're in a seven wave tide at this point. Like there is no, there are no independent waves. We're just, a, it's, it's floodwaters rising right now. There's no tide. There's no wave. It's just constantly going up. So in this case, he insisted that he was going to give this. And I would like to present to you a, a wee bit of said address and point to something that I think is this is his flailing attempt at I think the one area where he thinks he's got some some room to move where he's got some give and and I'm this is the worst I've seen him do it besides his inauguration <laughs> wow. besides his inauguration yes it is so here we go this is 
which by the way, the clapping, I don't know if it's the Foley at the place, sounds like Monty Python clapping, like when, you know, when they would go to stock footage. Mm-hmm. By the way, he's using a teleprompter, which we all know is a sign of weakness. weakness. Right. Thank you, General. And hello, cadets. On behalf of our entire nation, let me say congratulations to the incredible West Point class of 2020. Congratulations, everyone. (laughs) Uh They're all, by the way, sitting on folding chairs six feet apart. They will all be, by the way, also throwing their hats in the air at the end. We won't get to that part. We're we're just going to do a little bit of this. But in doing it, uh, like they, they're separated in the seating for mainly the visual of this, but they leave all together because they're young people and they've been told it's fine. There's really nothing. Have a good time. Mm-hmm. Enjoy yourselves because we are here to celebrate your achievements and have a good time. Enjoy yourself because we're here. It, it is so weird. Like that's his. That's his entry to the West Point cadet. He doesn't know how to people. He <clears throat> no, really doesn't. He can't people at all. The video of him trying to drink a glass of water. <clears throat> I don't know if you've seen that. It's on Twitter right now. It's uh, new. Oh, I do. I, he's had some water debacles. In he the has past. this thing where he ha- he has to lift the bottom of the bottle to his face. <laughs> well, he does it with a glass because I and I don't know if it's the Adderall shakes or if his, yeah. his one of his hands just went. I'm out. Um, achievements. They are. Let us also recognize. And by the way, good for this, the class of 2020. <clears throat> Honestly, congratulations. I have no problem with them whatsoever. This is not about them. This is about him making it about him, as always. The problem with dealing with a lot of the BS that he puts forward is that they use as cover. Well, you're just like when they did the Fauci meetings and all that kind of stuff, when they, when they were pretending to give a crap about the pandemic. They used to bring everybody out. And if you had a criticism about how he he was handling things as president of the United States, things at his direction, things that he was responsible for, he would go, why are you picking on them? Why why are you picking on Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci? Why are you saying the team sucks? Why are you saying our great soldiers? Like he does that all the time. He'll make a decision that's horrible or ignorant or ridiculous you know, like maybe you get the light inside the body, perhaps with a bulb on the end of a <laughs> stick, right? That kind of thing. Um, just bend over and, uh, you know, find some way to, uh, yeah. Drop your shorts and bend over, Mr. Babar. So, you, know, you have a, uh, that's right, yeah. Maybe there's a way to get the light inside the body. Mm, river. Right. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I got well, the right I, pitch. Yes, you did. You were, you, I mean, you, I mean, you're. You're a talented musician, and we know this about you. But so that's just like pitch memory. I'm really happy with myself. Yeah, he, um, uh, he, he. Okay, listen to listen to how he addresses this crowd. And again, this is him standing behind them. There you go. This is as your remarkable superintendent, Jeff- superintendent, superintendent. Okay, Earl Darrell Williams for his outstanding stewardship. General, thank you very much. Great job. Thank you. Spattering. Yay. And there was much rejoicing. Yay. It's just how they're mic'd. I mean, and the and all the audiences, by the way, separated 
at, by six feet, and they're all wearing white gloves. So it's not going to be the loudest clapping in the world, you know. It just sounds really funny because of the viewers in the clapping is so loud and sparse. Yes, that's because it's only the stage. English yeah. language and few places in history have commanded as much awe and admiration as West Point. Why do you have to separate the two and why do you have to go in between? <laughs> this premier military academy produces only the best of the best, the strongest of the strong and the bravest of the brave. And the tallest of the tall and the, and the smartest of the smart. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, and the whitest of the white and, the, you know, and the bluest of the blue. West Point is a. He said. He said no fewer words in the English language, are more revered than West Point. And like, it's so it's so weird. Universal symbol of American gallantry, loyalty, devotion, discipline, and great skill. Okay, now, this is the important point. We're going to take a break. He made up great skill. He, he no. He, these are all him cribbing from other commencement addresses where they've gone, what do they nor what do they normally say? And then what I'll say is I'll add the yeah. more of the more on top of it. So you'll find these phrases and he does it all the time. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I want to show you, this is the American carnage version of the Trump commencement address. You'll see what I mean when we come back. It's the Health Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCVD Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Also reminding you, uh, cough in your elbow, wash common surfaces, wear a mask when you go out, and gloves if you have to touch other common surfaces. Take care of yourself. This isn't over. We'll be back. Picture your face in the mirror. You see all those wrinkles around your eyes? How about crow's feet or large under-eye bags? Well, imagine... They're gone, and I'm not talking about some risky, expensive surgery, just gone in minutes. It's called Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in minutes. It's, it's the edge you're looking for. Simply put, you'll be blown away by the results. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself out at work or with friends. The best part is Plexiderm goes on clear so nobody knows you're using it, unless, of course, you tell them, which is sort of bragging. Go to triplexiderm.com and use my code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today and use the code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com. This is Tom Hartman, and you're listening to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Okay, now we've talked a bunch on this show about how um, the the White House, you know, put aside all the moments where the president has suggested injecting bleach into the body and disinfectant into the body and getting light inside the body, which just put that aside, put that aside for a moment and recognize that he, he turned the task force, the, the task force briefing that they had every day into a, a, an effective substitute for his rallies. Mm -hmm. 
It really was that. I mean, if they could have played Lee Greenwood as he walked out and uh, you can't always get what you want as he was leaving the room, they'd have done it. The the thought, I mean, this is, and again, I I need to go over this for everybody. And by the way, 773-763-9278 is our number if you want to call in and uh, the show. We understand this for a second. We started with 15, quote unquote, 15 cases in the country. And, and beyond that, let's understand it was here well before then, before we had a case we had lots of cases before we knew we had a case. We had lots of cases. It's not the case, no matter what the president says, that the more tests you have, the more cases you have. That is no, the most. he's right. No, he isn't. Well, like you, you don't know that somebody's come up with positive tests if you don't test them. Yes, but that do, that's st- they're still <laughs> positive whether you test them or not. That is the single. And this is really hard. This is, I mean, if we have to have a number one dumbest thing this man has ever said, along with... You have nobody guarding your potatoes. And... We're honored to have with us today our amazing vice president, Mike Pence, and his wonderful wife, Carrot. And... (laughs) And... Once it was reluctantly aroused. It was hard to get it aroused, and it is hard to get it aroused, but we got it aroused. He was talking about the economy, by the way. (laughs) That was from him talking about the economy. Um, Understand that this man said that the more testing you do, the more cases you have. He sounds like a winner. Sorry. Uh, I wouldn't loan him my car. Never mind the fact that he can't drive a car. Can't drive a car. Never driven a car. Doesn't drive a car. Can't drive a car. Can't drive a car. And his business has never been successful, never had a day in the black, never had a day where he ever made a profit, never had a day where his company ran off profit. He just runs off the money he doesn't have to make in payments or is suing not to have to make in payments to banks that are bankrolled by the Russians anyways. Dude didn't make his payments on his loans to Deutsche Bank and then sued them. And you know why they didn't care and they continued to loan him money? Because the money they were getting came from Russia and they were instructed loan it to him. That, I mean, that in and of its, that'll, A, it's come out already. I mean, there's, you, go, go look it up on your own. But after he leaves the office, there will be, book, there will be books after books after books about the money laundering of the Trump family. And there will be a lot of lawsuits, the $500 billion that Steve Mnuchin says, we're not going to tell you what companies got these. Um, We will find out that it went to some, if not all of the 2,500 LLCs the Trump organization has under its umbrella. And remember, Bedminster, Mar-a-Lago, his Scottish golf course that's always been a failure, um, that's run on the tax breaks that it had or whatever, all of those would be in probate right now if it wasn't for the fact that he was charging the U.S. government retail plus to uh, bring and you know, to rent golf carts and and space in the building to the Secret Service and all the governmental employees that have to follow the president around. 
period. End of story. They, they're, they are unsuccessful dumps with lame food and large slices of chocolate cake because that's what you give for dessert size when the flavor and quality is low. He makes a, the, the, the Trump restaurants make up for in bulk what they lose in quality. That's my Yelp review of these crappy places. And I, I have eaten at one of, at the restaurant in Trump Tower years ago in, when I was in New York as a joke before all this nonsense was even a pot. This was during the Bush years. We're like, what awfulness? Like, let's, there was one point where I was like, I, every time I went to New York, I'm like, okay, I'm going to tag one of the places that's classic New York nonsense. You know, I got, I, I did a horse, like carriage in, in Central Park. You know, I went, walked through the little area where, uh, um, where Crocodile Dundee said, this, that's not a knife. This is a knife, you know, said it, that kind of stuff. You know, you go through, you hit all the bases. If you get to go back to a city, I, you know, in Philly, I go to, I do the freedom uh, walk, you know, where you can go through and see where the, the, you know, they started creating the constitution and all that kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. um, it's really awesome. New York has a lot of places. You go to the sublime to the ridiculous, right? And that was one of the ridiculous ones. We were nearby there and I was like, I walked by Trump Tower and I was overwhelmed by how new money gross it looked. Yeah. Cause I, I, um, some people, I don't know if you know, but my dad's an architect, mm-hmm. um, most folks. And my dad is a big Frank Lloyd Wright fan. He likes, he, he, you know, he likes experimental architecture and really clean lines. And, you know, he's, my dad's known for like white walls and very, you know, finally, like as an architect, that's the kind of stuff he's brought in to do on personal homes. When he does it, he's just a purist about that stuff. And we used to joke about like embarrassments, giant architectural embarrassments. And the Trump Tower logo on it, on the front of it, is so gaudy and cheap looking in person that it's Im- it's Im- you're embarrassed for people in there. I mean, I'm not embarrassed for the, the two floors of Russians that were running uh, a, a sex trafficking ring and uh, gambling out of, out of there. Um, you know, those folks, not so much, or the half empty space, the, the entire floor that they used one office of for his campaign offices, that the campaign using the donations of the people who follow him rally to rally, throw their money at him because they believe, you know, that he, he is the embodiment of the soul of a Lee Greenwood song, pay him to basically finance an entire floor in his building, even though they're only using one office. Because if you cared about your people, you would use their money well. So there you go. Anyways, I, it's, it's just goofy. So it's not surprising that when we get to the, the president's strategy for reelection, and he is going to all the places right now that he needs to win because he's aware that he has to make personal visits there and they have to be overwhelmingly successful. There's another side to that, which I think is by all of his weirdos showing up in one place at lar- in large numbers, the rest of the state that's not going to vote for him freaks out and it'll actually motivate a vote that didn't exist there last time because the whole Hillary hating vote is gone. 
nobody who has that animosity towards Hillary, which was always bizarre to me, but exists in a in a large substructure beyond even the misogyny of I don't know if I'm ready for a woman president that floats through everything. Or do we go from our first black president to our first woman president? That seems like a lot for me. You know, that crowd, that weird marginal and the progressives who are like, I'm not voting for her. She's going to blow things up. I'm going to vote for Trump because that seems like the safer vote. Or I'm going to uh, abstain from voting in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, or, you know, or Florida or any of these pivotal states, Ohio. So the reality is, is that Trump is recognizing that his poll numbers suck and they are more consistently bad. Last time you had, um, I think James Carville was talking about it. They had her leading by two and a half to three points back and forth, which is within the margin of error the entire yeah, time. Nothing. Biden is up eight points. Now, don't get me wrong. There will be a bunch of fake lefties um, who will chip away at that as best they can to hide their Trump votes um, and their, their, their belief that you should just scuttle the American experiment and fall back into some form of uh, you know, monarchy uh, or just drop trow in front of the Russians in the world and, and pretend they don't exist. Um, Besides all that, Biden's number is at 8% now, 8 to 11%. The margin of error favors him in the other direction. The low count is 8, the high count is 11, meaning the margin of error actually diminishes his count to still something that is double the margin of error. This is freaking Trump out, and he's wanting to fire Brad Pascal. Um, and Didn't he try to make CNN apologize for a yes, poll that they were Yes. <laughs> I was getting around to that. So the Sorry. yes, but ex no no no, not at all. Excellent point. So Trump this week try they try to send a cease and desist order to CNN for showing a poll that he's losing profoundly because they believe that is a vote dampening thing, which is if you believe your followers are so behind you and if you believe you're more popular. If your internal polls are telling you that you're a winner, there, then, then that poll that says you're losing not only does not dampen the vote, it actually helps you like grow the vote that you have because mm -hmm. the voters that do support you will go, oh my God, I'm so behind this guy, but it looks like he's losing. It drives turnout in his direction. Yep. Because the lazy voter is the worry in most election cycles. This right. time around, it's a little bit different because there's, you know, people are aware of the stark difference and the both siderism really is falling on deaf ears in a way that it hasn't in years. Um, you know, so this is a, a shift. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. The House Parks Radio program, Mega Worldwide, is on WCPT Radio. WCPT 820 is the website. Also, the show is available in podcast form on the Sexy Liberal Network, sexyliberal.com. Uh, it's the House Parks podcast, Mega Worldwide. Very, very clever on my part, I think. Got to keep our acronym. We don't really have an acronym. Our initials, anyways. We'll, we'll be back after this. So, guys, yeah, you know Omaha Steaks, right? Pretty good stuff. Uh, if you're looking for the perfect Father's Day gift for me, 
um, Omaha steaks can help. <laughs> Buy Cliff a Father's Day gift. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what does dad really want uh, for Father's Day? Steak! Exclamation point. Uh, for a limited time, you can find a variety of packages filled with beautiful Omaha steaks. Beautiful. Um, plus other premium meats, side dishes, artisan desserts. Yummy. And so much more. I'm getting hungry for lunch, by the way. I know. All ideal for dad's special day. These packages come flash. Flash? Frozen? I don't even know what that oh, means. Yeah. Vacuum oh, sealed. No, but, but I think flash frozen is when you freeze food really fast so that it doesn't, uh, it doesn't damage the food as much. Oh, fantastic. See? Freezing. Yep. It's frozen, like the flash. Um, <laughs> yeah. Where was I? <laughs> flash um, frozen. Yes, I know. I lost frozen. my, my place. Vacuum sealed delivered in a cooler uh, with dry ice safely to your door. That means fresher than fresh. All backed by Omaha Steaks unconditional 100% money back guarantee. Good. It's simple, delicious, a way to treat dad this Father's Day, and you're giving him something he will actually enjoy. Omaha Steaks is offering listeners a variety of amazing packages uh, that are perfect to send to dad for Father's Day. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter the code LIBERAL, L-I-B-E-R-A-L, into the search bar for, to unlock savings of 50% and more. With code LIBERAL, you'll receive free shipping. Uh, and a free one-pound package. Ooh, I'm getting hungry again. Mm. Of delicious applewood oh, smoked steak-cut bacon. The bacon. God likes this stuff, folks. <laughs> um, there are many more packages oh. available. Perfect for dad. Me. Uh, all ready to be shipped in time for Father's Day. OmahaSteaks.com. Enter the code LIBERAL in the search bar. Yummy. I'm hungry. And you let's... Know, uh, and and can I just say, like, it's... I've, I've learned a long time ago... Oops, sorry. Get back to gallery view. I've learned a long time ago that... Um, Food gifts can be some of the best gifts. You're listening to HowSparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. So let, let's be abundantly clear. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't see this part, but we'll see it later. Apparently Trump uh, congratulated himself on his birthday and did no applause, no nothing, just crickets. Like, and... Dude, we're we're volunteering to go into military service where we might miss some birthdays we would otherwise have <laughs> in sacrifice to our country. So um, l- listen, cadet bone spurs, um, we don't really need you. Uh, all right. So at this point, um, let's see. Let's look up. I, I always have to do this. Um, you know, currently, because every time you quote the number. In the United States, you know, it it grows as we, you know, as we look at it, you know. So at this point in the United States, we have and I'll bring it up in just one second. As far as uh, cases go, um, there are we are well over two million one hundred twenty thousand one hundred twelve cases in the United States that we know of. Mm -hmm. And one hundred and seventeen thousand and eighty eight deaths. We are at um, north of a uh, thousand a day with no end in sight. And I would like to remind everyone that when this all started, when the president and I kind of started on this and we got uh, off in another direction, when this all started, we had allegedly 15 cases. And from those 15 cases, we as a country, largely the blue states, largely the large metropolitan areas, but the, you know, the states surrounding them, you know, the, 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 the states and counties surrounding them, 
made a great effort to minimize contact, wear masks, wear gloves, clean up after themselves when they're coming and going. And from 15 cases, we, and full mitigation as best we could do in these very large areas, we still have 117,000 dead Americans from 15 cases with full mitigation. We are now opening in areas where we had had it contained and areas that never really shut down are, and and the disease itself has spread to those areas, are ignoring those mitigatory factors and operating with 2.1 million cases. The exponential math that goes with that is beyond me at this moment. If 15 cases with full mitigation equals 117,000 dead Americans and 88, let's not forget. What does 2.1 million cases lead to? And, and those that are yet to catch it and spread it and take it home. And let me make something abundantly clear. The president is about to restart his rallies. And we find out this week that this Democratic hoax that we've been hearing about, left and right, and that you know they were ju- they're just fomenting this. This is all fake news. It's just there to ruin the president's chances at reelection. Everybody, we're rooting for the failure of America. Let me uh, understand. That if there was a vaccine for this tomorrow or a way to get antibody injections for every American or whatever, I would I, I would not only get in line, I would help arrange the lines in my community so that we could all go back to work, so that we could all go back to hugging each other, so we could all go back to to living normal lives again as quickly as possible, even if it meant that Donald Trump won the election and yeah. and Biden lost. Period. End of story. I Because. I'm not willing to sacrifice a bunch of people for my political beliefs in a peaceful exchange of power in the United States. We are not talking about fighting the Axis overseas. We are not talking about whether or not we invade North Korea or something. I'm I'm speaking honestly here. Hear me on this. This is, you know, zero irony. I am not messing around. You do not sacrifice other people's lives just because you want to get on with it. So in this case, 15 cases lead to 117,000 dead. We have 2 million cases now. And the president saying this is all a hoax. This is all, you know, a lot of people think it goes away in April with the heat. That clearly didn't work out. That was the beginning of not the the uh the peak of this but the plateau this we are now in a plateau and that plateau exists and it, and that plateau by the way is starting to rise slowly because where the spread is happening is in lower population areas the places where by talent by talent other states aren't having much of a problem remember that nonsense so this is the understand that the president is saying that this is not a real problem, that it's over, that we've got to get our country open. We have to get it open, folks. We got to get it open. 
And in doing that, he's going to have his rally again because it's a celebration of him, right? There is no way that there are not epicenters of spread from these rallies. Mm -hmm. And he knows it. So they are making people sign a waiver (laughs) that if they get madness COVID at his rally, they can't sue the campaign. Now, the problem with that is from a legal standpoint, there's a problem. Oh, there's lots of problems. Um, and by the way, I know it's jokingly funny to, to root for the death of these people who go to his rallies and, and the spread of the sickness. It's not pass. No, it makes me really sad. It's like the first time I heard about somebody taking something that they thought would help them and it hurt them. Yes. You know, the the sipping Clorox. Something about it on Facebook and got a lot of people who are like friends of friends saying, well, you know, it's the the gene pool is taking care of No. 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 So you could share to your friends who don't do that stuff. Yeah. And we don't don't have the full story. That's right. Uh, And I'm and and the other thing is. Even again, this is my problem. I have a, often have a problem with people who can't even do selfish right. Even if you think, oh, people have it coming and they're stupid and blah, blah, blah. They spread out into communities full of people who don't share their ideologies. They're going to a contagion point. One of the, okay, if you'll recall, one of the biggest problems they had in South Korea was an epicenter caused by a woman who was, they said, was a super spreader, right? That was the story. She was, we heard the story about a super spreader. She just gave it to everybody. We found out later that she was part of an end times cult that think the world's going to end and think they're going to play a very important part in it. And the spreading of it may have very well been on purpose. Oh, yeah. And it revealed that one of the people in the South Korean government was a member of this cult in secret. Oops. You know how they know? Because he got COVID from one of their meetings. The rest of the people in the South Korean government were smartly trying to address an issue. They were trying to take care of their people, limit and mitigate the number of deaths in their country, try to keep their fellow South Koreans and any visiting foreigners from dying of a disease they could limit. And this person, who was part of this death cult, carried it into the room, just like Rand Paul knowing he came in contact with people, not caring, and and spreading it to the, you know, eating in the Senate cafeteria. So we do not wish ill on our fellow Americans or anybody else, especially from a contagious disease. We do not wish those kind of things on them. And we certainly understand that they get it. It's not, this isn't Jonestown. This isn't Kool-Aid. They're not going to die right there. They're going to carry it out into their community. They're going to kill their their relatives, their elders, and in some cases, their children. So I'm, I'm pleading with everybody not to participate in that kind of half-jokery about this stuff and take it very seriously because it helps make bring around some of those who may take it more seriously if they're going to go and they sign that indemnity clause at least they'll wear a mask when they go something when we come back i'm going to tell you why i think that in that waiver is not going to be legally binding when someone catches it 
We'll be back. You're listening to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. I've had people walk out of me before, but not when I was being so charming. Video streaming at HalSparks.com. Well, I don't care for you or for the putrid sludge you're trowling out. Damn, us faithful, them sick. True progressive talk. Might be a good time for you guys to give up. Oh, wait, you know, the phone lines are tough to get excited, but... Once it was reluctantly aroused, it was hard to get it aroused, and it is hard to get it aroused, but we got it aroused. Thank you. I've been brought a a cup of coffee uh, to keep me awake (laughs) during the show, because, huh? You're going to, yeah, get some sleep while they're sleeping. This is like having a baby, but four of them with claws and very sharp teeth. You're so lucky babies aren't born with claws. Oh, that would make birth so much worse. Mm. Yeah, I know. We're, we we look slaughtered. One of those scratches is your own fault. Summer got scratched by the cage. She she oh. was trying, but that's all right. It's uh, she was she was trying to be delicate with them, and that's the that's the issue always. Um, we got yeah, we have uh, full phone lines, and we will get to them. And I appreciate you guys. I'm going to start right after this. I just want to say this. So the. The president is having this, uh, and I don't know if I'll be able to even find a copy of um, the liability waiver um, for the Trump rallies, Um, but this, there is a, I think a flaw in the legal thinking. around this liability waiver that yeah here you go uh you can register whatever uh confirmation by uh if if you sign up for his event at events.donaldjtrump.com because he i guess he didn't get donaldtrump.com because he was too dumb to get his own name early on um the it still has it listed as the old date when they said they were moving it that's interesting. Um, it says, by clicking register below, you're acknowledging that an inherent risk of exposure to COVID-19 exists in any public place where people are present. In any public place where people are present. It's wow. people that are the problem, not my stupid rally. Um, and thank you, Michelle, uh, for the kitty shots. You guys are being so sweet, helping us take care of these cats. That's really sweet. Um, you're going to make me bring one out during the post show, aren't you, and show you one. But they're asleep. I'm not going to do it. I'll do it later. A whole other stream. All right. We'll it says it um, <laughs> that you and any guests voluntarily assume all risks related to exposure to COVID-19 and agree not to hold Donald J. Trump for President, Inc., BOK Center, ASM Global, or any of their affiliates, directors, officers, employees, agent, contractors, or volunteers liable for any illness or injury. So because, why, I- injury? In case there's a stampede when somebody coughs? What do you mean? You know, like... <laughs> If you get punched in the face, but you know, or you get elbowed by somebody, you know, hitting a protester on their way out, you can't sue for that because of a COVID waiver. What are you talking about? Okay, here's my theory about why, and this maybe this might not be legally sound myself, but it would I would I would find it hard to believe that after the months long indoctrination by the president himself to his very own beloved followers, who would follow him into the gates of heck that any of them who actually got COVID, like the ones who took hydroxychloroquine from a fish tank 
cleaning solution or or sipped bleach at his suggestion um, would have a very strong case for going, I was basically um, the we believe that that liability waiver was just, uh, you know, a necessary to get in the venue to see the president and that because of what the the uh, president was saying. We believe that uh, it was uh, it's a hoax, but that we just had to sign that to get in the building. So because of what the president of the United States was saying um, about it not being as dangerous and, you know, it goes away and it's probably unfading. It's all behind us and all this stuff that we didn't take the signing in the registry of this seriously. And we have a hundred reasons why and quotes from him as to why we shouldn't take it seriously and why we shouldn't be worried. And that there, you're, even if we did get it, there were cures and treatments already on the way very quickly. And a vaccine and a cure was almost here. So we went and we just clicked register and went. Yeah, uh, Adam in our chat room says there could be a class action lawsuit from it. And thank you, Hal Vickery, for, for helping with the kid. They, they are very expensive shots. This is true. I appreciate that so much. Um, so uh, let's take some calls. But I, I think they, this little blurb at the end of the registry process, right after I am not a robot, um, which really is sad that they have to put that on the thing because all the all the Russian bots that can't go now, you know, because they have to click that. And, you know. Bot lives matter is what I'm saying. And why doesn't the Trump administration recognize that? Um, oh, my gosh. And Carl's contributing to the weekly litter bot. Super fun cleanup costs. Uh, the litter bot is hilarious and uh, it's churning. Goodness goes at all hours. Um uh, let's take some calls. Who do we have first, Devin? Let's grab uh, at least one of them before we go, before we have the first break. First, we have Electric, electric Outcast. Oh, EO's calling in. Hey, EO, from our chat room. Hey, EO, how you doing? Well, first off, how what would be more beautiful than, uh, what building would be better than the Trump Tower? What building would be better than the Trump Tower? Um, yeah, like, gosh, yeah, like, as far as looks and quality, want. I mean, besides the Empire State yeah. Building, uh, it, it, like, and basically every building in Midtown with a decent architecture. Um, yeah, or if you want, you could come down to Biloxi, Mississippi. We got the Bowler Vines. It's uh, one of the beautiful hotels sure. we have here on the coast. I'm I'm partial to the Sears Tower. I know, I know, the Willis Tower, whatever. But it's the Sears Tower. It no, will always be the Sears Tower, and tower. just get used to. Yep, still the Sears Tower. Sorry, um, but yeah. So I mean, there are there are dozens. I have been in, by the way, for the record, all of the top five tallest buildings on Earth. I've been in the Burj Khalifa. I've been in Taipei One Hundred One. I've been in the Sears Tower. I've been uh, at, like, yeah. I think that yeah, all uh, basically all the top five. Um, I'm blitzing on the other two because it doesn't even matter uh, at this I point. Much but have to uh, right now at that point, you have you have a what? Sorry, I pretty, I pretty much envy you at this point. Well, it's pretty. Mm-hmm. You should on a lot of different fronts. It's there's a lot to envy, especially having been up yeah. in the Burj Khalifa when it still had stuff uh, selling Burj Dubai um, stuff in there. The, yeah, the, anyway, which uh, is a rude thing to do when someone gives you $10 billion to finish your stupid building that sways in the wind. 
Yes, but anyway, let me set up this. Uh, let me set up my call for you. Um, yes, So go I've ahead. been listening to John Buckle sing on Sirius XM this past week, and they were as you should. The, yes, they were debating on the the funding of the police departments in this country after the protests and everything. And so, right. Um, both candidates, both Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Um, I think Donald Trump is for the funding. Am I wrong on that? No, he is not for defunding. Neither candidate no. is for defunding. Um, there are there are but here's the thing: defunding the police is a non-starter. Spike Lee came out against it yesterday when he was doing stuff for. It's a ridiculous idea for a couple of reasons. One is the defunding of the police is only being talked about in areas that need the police the most, in places where violence is is uh, is. A, a wow, real West problem. Basically. There aren't. Yeah, there are no rich areas that are going. Yes, we're going to defund our police department. They're not. Right. None of the places with money are going to get rid of their police departments anytime soon. And most of the places that are talking mm-hmm. about quote unquote defunding it are moving to a county based system um, or attempting to do so. Even the Minneapolis uh, um, City Council, who voted um, in a veto proof majority to quote unquote defund the police department has no idea how they're going to do it. And more than likely, what they will do is follow the Camden, New Jersey model of moving to a county-based system. And that ended up with there being double the number of police officers in the area. And that the county police officers that are, uh, you know, have uh, dealt with the outlying non-urban areas are now responsible for policing cities. It, it you know, it, a different, like it, it's no different. You're taking the same cops. They'll all be uh, the large majority of them will be fired by and then rehired immediately under a county badge. It doesn't do anything. The, the other thing is, like I said, the wealthy areas are going to have as many cops as they want. What you you don't do, you don't defund the police. You fund um, alternate ways that 9-11 can respond to situations, including especially mental health intervention. That is one of the biggest problems with this. And then you you make things like uh, chokeholds illegal. Not happen anymore. In, in, yeah. Um, you know, except in, and you will do this, in ex, except in extraneous situations where a lone cop is by themselves and outnumbered and in a situation where they themselves may be in physical risk and they are alone. That, which never happens. why we send out two cops at a time. You also... And you're not going to be able to uh, you're not going to be able to arrest like arrest cops for not having their camera on. Um, Sorry. Say again. Can I say something for the record? Yeah, sure. If I ever if I ever see a cop choke a person right in front of me, I don't care if I risk jail time. I'm going to stop them. Well, you I mean, I do not care that. Yeah. Do not strike the police officer. I would argue that this is one of those situations where you. interject your body in between them and that person, but you do not strike the officer. That would be the way to do it. The other thing is you call 911 and, re- and report an assault as it's happening. You call 911 on your phone and you report a, a physical assault, an attempted murder in progress. You identify the officer as the person doing it. And then if need be, you interject your body in between yourself and the other person without, without balling up your fists, leaving your hands open, uh, it, you it, you move in it, to 
intercede physically without striking the officer. And and yes, Um, that is that is the only way to do it. It is the only acceptable way to do it. It is uh, it is the only safe way to do it. And, um, okay. well, uh, you know, I can end my call on a more positive note, Hal. Sure. Um, if there's one thing about this, if there's one thing, I, I give Mississippi a lot of crap, but, it, but in terms of the response to the George Floyd murder, um, yes. we have been basically the most adult state in, in every other state. Like, we have had no riots, we have had nothing but peaceful protests. So right. That's one thing I'm. Very well, that's a good sign. That's a, and and those are the peaceful protests are the protesters. We got to take a break. I appreciate you calling in, EO. That's great. Uh, we always we'll always ride the break for you. I'm cool with that. Um, we'll be back right after this. It's Al Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. It's now time for the happy ending. Yay! Yay! <laughs> if there can be one. Remember when we used to have times for full happy endings? Remember yeah, when we weren't in the middle of yeah. we weren't in a pandemic and the president had created an economic catastrophe on top of it while creating a a a, a crisis around racism uh, and fomenting division? Remember how this was? This is. By the way, look at how the, the world is right now. Number of people unemployed, number of people in food lines, number of people getting assistance, number of businesses having to be shored up by government support, number of uh, people sick and dying from a contagious disease, and, and the number of uh, like violent unrest in the street, the amount of violent unrest. And, and right now, all this stuff that's happening right now, which is off the charts, statistically speaking. I mean, literally generation size, not since the Great Depression, not since the Spanish flu, not since the 1964, you know, all of those those things. Understand, we're at that level. This is how the right pictured the Obama years. The pandemic, as we all see it right now, literally, as what's the 117,000 dead Americans to soon to be 118,000 in the next 24 hours easily. This is how they viewed H1N1 under Obama. The, the number of like the violent unrest, the, the you know, autonomous zones being set up by, you know, Antifa rapists, you know, that, that idea. Um, the, windows being uh, cops being shot people being uh, having their heads bashed in like uh reporters and 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 nonviolent protesters being shot in the face with with rubber bullets and and pepper spray bullets a girl having her chest basically caved in with a gas grenade um 2 days ago this is how they pictured ferguson this is our our looking at this think about this for a second i want you to understand this Think about this. This is how th- this our emotional reaction to the reality. All these across, I mean, worldwide, this stuff is happening. Worldwide, these you know, there there is political unrest and protests and peaceful protests around the idea of of police violence and racism in general happening in major cities all over the world. You know, because of the offshoots of Minneapolis and and the 
and what happened to George Floyd when he was murdered. See, I can say it. Trump can't say it. I can say it. This is how they pictured Ferguson. The one, you know, Ferguson and, and two little, you know, green shoots of other uh, uprisings around this stuff. This is how their mentality focuses it. When, when we saw Ferguson, we saw a couple of cities dealing with this and a president trying to go, hey, we need to tamp this down. These are, these are real concerns and we need to, we need calm on both sides. We need the police officers to, you know, to protect businesses and individuals, but we also need the protesters to be able to be heard and anybody who's violent within them to be removed without it affecting the other peaceful protesters. You know, that mitigation, what they imagine is what happening in, what's happening in the streets right now. That, like, literally, this is uh, the enormity of it, the reality that we're seeing right now. That's what they pictured around Ferguson. When we look at the pandemic that's affecting this country right now and has never lost its first wave and is gaining steam towards its quote-unquote second wave before, uh, without ever dying down, without, you know, 117,088, dead Americans in two months. This is what they picture. It, they pictured as H1N1 under Obama. This was the failure of Obama under, uh, uh, you know, around H1N1. And also, by the way, um, Obama inherited a collapsed economy. Can we, can we just, like, it's not even a question McCain suspended his entire campaign because the economy was crashing before either one of them had had election day, okay? Neither one of them was elected yet. When the entire economy cratered, when Obama took over, he had to hit the ground running, running dealing with the worst economic crash since the Great Depression. And still he turned it into the Great Recession. He still managed to write it. He still managed to take a stock market from 6,400 to 19,6 before he left office. He's still, you know, and what did the Republicans say? More people were on food stamps under the Obama administration than any administration in history. Never mind the fact that that was all started before he even took office and went on for the first year and a half before the, the plans that he could put in place and implement gained steam and actually started to show green shoots when they were growing. And the auto bailout, which Trump was against, which included, by the way, money for Tesla, the, Tesla, the auto co uh, company, which I'm a, I'm a fan of the cars, and Elon, uh, you deluded maniac with your one-note genius and your idiocy around so many other things, stop smoking just so stop, much weed it's it's making you paranoid and pick another game you can't ha handle call of duty you're not mature enough to handle it like i am twitch.tv slash al sparks <laughs> um the, trump and all the republicans think the bailout of the auto industry in the united states the american auto industry was a waste of taxpayer money by the way we made money on the deal the u.s government made money on the bailouts it, it, the money was paid back, both of the banks too, by the way. The, they were also structured as bad as they were, where um, banks couldn't give um, 
bonuses to executives in the mortgage area because that's the area that had caused the problem. So they allowed the banks to give bonuses in other areas so that the banks could be solvent sooner. They could sell all the other stuff that wasn't caused by credit default swaps, uh, regular auto loans, um, savings accounts, IRAs, all that stuff, investment accounts, all that. They were allowed to give bonuses on bankers who did that kind of stuff so that they could pay back the government as soon as possible because they were had to pay the ba government back with interest. That was structured by the Obama administration to fix that part of it. And still the Republicans were against it. We made money on all those deals on, on the on the bank bailout. The taxpayer of the American people made money on the on the bailout, made money on the auto auto bailout. But it was a huge failure, according to the Republicans. And Donald Trump himself was against it. And Elon Musk's company would not exist. There would be no SpaceX right now. There would be no Falcon, no Dragon without the auto bailout. Period. The seed money wouldn't have been there to start the company. And understand that the Trump administration, with the, uh, with the help of the entire Congress and the Senate, has had to dump on this economy $6.4 trillion minimum. That's what we know of. In the entire cost of the Iraq and Afghanistan wars in two months to get the economy back. And it's still not going to work. They're going to have to do another, a third one. But this is how they see the auto bailout because they have an exaggerated idea of their own competency and a disdain for the first black president. And if any of you think, well, Obama, I don't know, blah, 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 and you consider yourself a Democrat, go pound sand. Shame on you for joining that crowd. It's embarrassing. We'll be back next week, and I'm streaming every day, except tomorrow, it's Sunday. We'll take the day off. Uh, one kadam, you know. And Johnny Million, thank you for being back with us. It's good oh, to have you. Pool. Yeah. And everybody in the chat room, love you guys. I'm going to go take care of some kittens after the post show. Um, thank you guys for joining us today. It's the Health Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Sticking around for Dick K or uh, the post show if you join us on the interwebs. Now, more than ever, we're all thinking about our hygiene. All okay? day long, all day strong. We are washing our hands and sneezing into our eyes. That's right. But we are still taking a huge carry of virus with us everywhere. Our phone. Yeah. They're a vector for disease and we rarely clean them. I mean, the other day we tried wiping one down I and I was like, come on, girl, you know, we know what we need. We this. know exactly what we need. We are constantly touching our phones with our hands and even pressing them to our face, yes. which is a no no these days. It's time to take cleaning your phone seriously. That's right. The Clean Phone Pro sanitizer uses medically proven UV light technology to kill 99.99% of all bacteria that comes in contact with your phone. That's right. It's better than wipes and safe for your device because you can't boil it, your mm -hmm. phone, right? No, you can't. And the Clean Phone Pro gets every inch of your phone clean with the nine high power UVC lights, mm. dedicated wireless charging pad on top of the chamber. Wow. You can be sanitizing other items while wirelessly charging your phone or just use the Clean Phone Pro as your go-to charging station at any time. Fully removable top means easier fit for more items and larger 
items. So, you know, you can be sanitizing your, your keys. behind off. You, depending on the size of your behind. Yes. Maybe you're behind too. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Here's the deal. You got to go to thecleanphone.com today and get one for just $89 in free shipping when you use the code SEXYLIBERAL. If you're serious about hygiene, it's time to get serious about cleaning your phone. Go to thecleanphone.com and keep your phone truly clean. Remember, use the code SEXYLIBERAL for a two-day free shipping <laughs> and we will ship immediately. That's right. That's thecleanphone.com, thecleanphone.com. 